Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. G'day and welcome to the COB for a Thursday. I'm Andrew Gagan, joined as usual by Scuddy. Scuddy, how's your day? Great, Andrew. It's uh, Thursday, Friday's tomorrow. You can almost see the weekend. So, uh, no, a bit of dour day on the market, but uh, no, nonetheless, it was a nice sunny day in Sydney, so I'm feeling pretty all right. Yeah, maybe time for you know, a lot of people to take a breather as far as the market is concerned. It did... Uh, the broader market, uh, ASX 200, it finished down close to 0.9 of a percent. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we're seeing to be at that stage where it's recognised uh, globally that uh, you know the economy is in recovery, uh, stimulus is coming, the vaccine rollout is there. Yet we still have a few bumps along the way, don't we? We do, and we have a lot of good news pricing. I think everyone can agree with that. So we have been at this stage for a while now where we may go and get to fresh, uh, fresh highs you know, from a global equity perspective, but we're really struggling to go and kick on high now. And uh, it, uh, it does make you wonder where the path of least resistance is. Of course, we know how uh, easy monetary policy is around the world. We know fiscal policy is very accommodative as well. But I, just, I wonder how much of this good news is priced in. And you talk about what's happened in the local market today with the previous three sessions uh, up 3.5%. Uh, and if you go from the bottom of what happened very early on on Monday's trading session, it was about 4.5% gain like that. But uh, we go back to the top of the trading range, and now it is bumping along, and all mm. of a sudden we're back lower again today. And I look at that positivity, and of course the US Treasury yield curve, it's continuing to steepen, isn't it? It is steepening. So that uh, fits with the cyclical recovery and uh, why you've seen a lot of uh, no, money starting to go and rotate out of growth into cyclicals and, uh, and value names, uh, as you, some others would call them. Uh, banks in particular, but uh, energy is another one. So mm. anything that's really tied to the performance of the global economy uh, is starting to get a wriggle on. Of course, we don't want to see yields move too high too fast. If that happens, uh, that could be uh, trouble for the, uh, these markets, given where valuations sit. You mentioned energy there. Um, Australia's largest uh, energy retailer and uh, generator, AGL, that was hit hard today. Of course, that largely because it uh, announced a $2.7 billion write-down. Uh, look, it's a difficult space for some of those retailers, isn't it? Also, Origin down 7%, uh, downgrading its uh, profit and earnings guidance. Um, look, I don't know about you, Scotty, but just look at my own personal circumstances at, at home. Uh, look, we're looking at getting more solar cells on the roof. Absolutely, um, yeah. That's, it's not good news for those retailers, is it? Yeah, it's uh, putting uh, power back into the grid. I think a lot of people yeah. are doing that. Uh, you know, in Adelaide, uh, where I have uh, pretty close ties to nowadays, uh, if you go and fly in over the other city, you can basically see a, a sea of, uh, of, uh, of, of solar panels on roofs. So you can see where it's going, and those wholesale uh, prices uh, have been very depressed uh, for a while, which is obviously having an impact. The key factor, of course, is the how we're going to transition in this energy mix uh, into the, uh, the more renewable stage. So, uh, look, it's uh, some pretty bad falls there today. Uh, and uh, yeah, really, really key uh, movements there. You no know, flagging that the, whilst 
been a bad period that necessarily it won't be so much ahead. I'm not sure the markets are convinced at this stage. Yeah, so we saw that just as far as, I guess, yield-sensitive sectors, uh, the utilities, obviously, we mentioned real estate as well hit hard today. Yeah, that's that's part of that uh, yield story as well, mm. of course, as well, because we've... You know, Bond proxies, and we saw that uh, know some of the consumer staples as well uh, fed not so great today, and that uh, all follows that uh, banking up of uh, of longer data yield. So that's why we've got to keep a close eye on that uh, bond curve. Yeah, so uh, GameStop, remember that? Seems like a long time ago now. Uh, I remember uh, GME Resources, but yeah, oh, yeah GameStop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously that did raise the concern of uh, regulators, um, market watchers worldwide. We didn't see any particular effect here, did we? Other than, as you, as you mentioned, GME Resources, which benefited to an extent. Obviously also silver for a bit there. I think we saw a little bit of evidence that uh, that it was, it was coming through. Uh, certainly, we don't have the same levels of short positioning on uh, on these companies as some of the names that uh, really took off in the United States. But uh, clearly, there is uh, concerted moves uh, and coordinated moves to go and uh, you know, trade thematics and trade individual securities here in Australia. So we are no different, just not getting the same kind of uh, squeeze results mm. uh, that we're seeing abroad. Yeah, so it was interesting that we, we got Greg Yanko, Executive Director of Markets at ASEC, on today uh really interesting to get his perspective of what was going on but i mean he he didn't see any particular uh concern there as far as those short selling positions you know in australia yeah not the short selling side of the equation and uh i did go and raise a point about i know chat rooms that we are we see evidence where behavior could be perceived to be uh trying to go manipulate securities prices but he seemed pretty relaxed about it Uh, they do monitor it uh of course but uh, I didn't get the sense that uh, no, it was an urgent and pressing matter that uh, that I was considering. I also asked me about trying to go and monitor social media uh, and how difficult that might go and be. And uh, once again, uh, he said that uh, it was more up to the moderator um, to go and and, uh, and keep it and check on things. But I do question uh, the moderator. I, I can't see Twitter getting involved. And I can't see Facebook and mm-hmm. others getting involved to go and uh, no, cut down on uh, discussion, which could be uh, perceived to be trying to go and influence a share price one way or another. Yeah, well, we've obviously seen uh, their intervention in the States, at least as far as certainly political leaders are concerned. So, Scotty, we were talking there at the beginning, um, just as obviously as far as the global economy, the recovery, talk of the reflation trade. Um, we took the opportunity of... of uh, Talking to Andrew Wyland, uh, director of DP Wealth Advisory, just how you play that reflation trade, uh, and because he likes his ETFs, and uh, one of the ones he was looking at was uh, the uh, ETF ILB, which is uh, inflation-linked bonds. Oh, inflation-linked bonds. Yeah, yeah they've uh, they've had a good run, and. Uh I have seen a few people question whether the uh, the inflationary pulse, the expectations, has uh, may have already topped out. But um, I don't mind the thematic because we're going to have a lot of stimulus thrown at economy, uh, global economy, which is going to be in the process of trying to go and heal and uh, no, spending big to go and do that. And uh, you look at where the base effects of uh, inflationary forces this time last year were. Uh, you can see there's going to be an inflationary pulse coming through in the next couple of months. So very interesting to see how these uh, these markets react to it. Yeah, okay. So we talk about that uh, reopening story. But, of course, stocks that have benefited to date uh, through COVID and looks as though they can continue to benefit retailers, particularly those with an online presence. And today we took a good look at Nick Scarley. Um, out with uh, results underlying net profit there after tax up very close to 100%. Yeah, it's uh, amazing thematic. And uh, so many of these retailers that uh, I won't uh, say it was specifically Nick Scully, but more broadly, discretionary retail was struggling quite a bit 
prior to the pandemic. And uh, what a boon it has proven to be, not being able to go and spend money in other areas, including travel. Uh, people will now say the uh, home renovation, uh, giving yourself a nice you spread in your, uh, your living room or your, uh, your bathroom or your, uh, your bedroom is a new holiday. And uh, these places have benefited for sure. Yeah, well, Nick Scarley was our stock of the day. So Koshi asked Henry Jennings from Marcus Today and Adam Dawes from Shore and Partners what they think of Nick Scarley's results. This is a good story, a well-run retailer. Even before COVID hit, it was doing very well. And COVID has just accelerated that trend and yeah. really magnified it 100%, well, 99.5. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's all good dividend up. Um, there's nothing not to like here. And I think, you know, as we come out of COVID with dollars in our pockets and nowhere to go, and we've seen how quickly things change with, with Victoria, yeah. you know, there's still this cocooning, there's still the Netflix effect, they're still sitting on the couch. What better couch to sit on than a Nick Scarley couch? This is a, a, a stock that's geared to the housing yeah. recovery. Not that we ever had a dip, really. Yeah. Um, so I, I think yeah. this one's going to continue to keep okay. going. It's one of the best retailers uh, out there as far as their uh, inventory management. When you buy a couch, it takes three months to get to you because they don't actually hold it into storage area or anything. They go and actually make it to order. So um, for that, their inventory management is absolutely fantastic. And people and, and that mucks up a lot of retailers, does yes. it? That's the Achilles heel of a lot of retailers. Correct, because you have to keep inventory. And yeah. then if you, yeah. So you go in there knowing that it's going to take three months, even six months to get this couch, depending on what you buy. Um, then, you know, you walk out, you pay a deposit and then you continue on. So mm. I, like, I, I really like the business. There's been talk in the market today that potentially they could look at f- fantastic furniture as a way of sort of growing that um, oh. that base and potential acquisition. Well, I think there is some synergies that they could definitely right. bring across. So Nick Scully, our stock of the day. A big tick from both our guests, Scuddy. It's in the portfolio already. Yeah, NCK, so it's already in the portfolio, but yeah. uh, glowing endorsement. Does that mean we go and buy and leverage? I don't know. Like to, to, <laughs> to really go and uh, ram at home that we like uh, Nick Scully, I think it just remains in the portfolio, unfortunately. Well, yeah, you keep talking about uh, pulling that truck up and loading up, don't you? And, well, uh, you yeah, know, the back end loader, just go and uh, yeah, just park it and just don't know, load away. <laughs> All right, okay. So, um, look, still plenty to look forward to tomorrow. Uh, of course, uh, it has been the week as far as uh, Phil Lowe's concerned. He's been busy. Yeah. Well, let, let's be honest. He had two two months off doing not a lot. Probably, uh, probably <laughs> what to think about. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're going to go see whether he was, uh, had a suntan. That was one of the other things. Right. On Monday, we're talking to a few guests like, uh, how do you go and spend his, uh, his summer holidays? But no, uh, Phil looks like he's come back refreshed and dovish. Uh, and so I expect that to continue tomorrow. Uh, let's hope the politicians go and play their part and yeah. ask sensible and smart questions to the governor. Not uh, getting involved with GameStop and all this other rubbish that uh, we heard in the press gallery the other day. Um, but uh, nothing can be guaranteed. And of course, we get the uh, statement of monetary policy released tomorrow at 11.30. That'll be very interesting to see what's in there. We know roughly what's going to be in the uh, the forecast, but there'll be a bit more meat on the bones uh, describing beyond what, uh, what the governor's already said, explaining why those are in place. I think a lot of people will be focusing on the, uh, the trimmed mean inflation forecast, which despite... In- Big improvements uh, in the forecast for uh, the unemployment rate and GDP still remains very, very low and well below the RBA's 2 to 3% target range. Yeah, it's interesting. I was speaking to a couple of economists today and they're expecting a third round of QE uh, sometime later this year. Why not? Just, just, <laughs> just keep just, throwing just money at it. Making it rain, RBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So you mentioned the RBA policy statement. Uh, and of course, before that, uh, yeah, we will be hearing from... Uh, 
the Reserve Bank Governor as he appears before the uh, House of Reps Standing Committee on Economics. But look, also a bit of other data. We've got some retail sales for December. Uh, we're just talking about Nick Scarley, obviously, and how mm-hmm. well they, those retailers have been doing. And uh, offshore, yeah, in the States, US jobless claims tonight. Yeah, jobless claims is uh, interesting. We saw some pretty decent numbers out of ADP last night. Also, the uh, ISM non-manufacturing PMI uh, employment sub-index was quite strong. So all points to a rebound in hiring in the non-farm payrolls report that we'll get out tomorrow night here in Australia. Uh, so when you go and look around the world now, we know Australia's doing pretty well. We know New Zealand's doing fairly well. And uh, I know parts of Asia, Taiwan, is one of those nations that's done very well through this pandemic period. But from a relative perspective, in developed markets, you go and look at what's going on in Europe and what's going on in the United States of the data. It certainly appears at this stage that the United States is doing better when it comes to economic-wise. And if that continues, uh, the whole thesis of the uh, the weak US dollar this year and the like may be brought into question. So one that was really keen to watch, that uh, payrolls report next Friday, uh, tomorrow night, yep. is going to be really important. All right, lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward to tomorrow on Ausbiz. Hey, really appreciate your listening. Uh, this is the COB. We'll, uh, we'll catch you then. Sounds good. See you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.